All praises to the Most High and the Most High only. I'm your host, Brown Sinarabaji. I'm bringing to you another episode of The Narrow Path of the Righteous. The Most High put it on my spirit to speak on hope a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen hope can also be viewed as a feeling of trust whether that's a feeling of trust between two individuals whether they're like-minded or not a feeling of trust between multiple individuals such as family or friends colleagues whatever it may be or a feeling of trust between an individual and a system you know for instance your government your educational your healthcare your financial your religious whatever it may be hope has continued to be a tool that has been used by the majority of the masses. In no way, shape, or form are we going to view the concept of hope without breaking it down all the way. We're gonna look at the positives and the negatives in terms of hope because there's many aspects to it. You see, hope can be incredibly beneficial. Also, hope can also be very detrimental, depending on how it's used and when it's used. Hope is an optimistic state of mind that is based on an expectation of positive outcomes with respect to events and circumstances in one's life or the world at large. One thing to note is that in this Babylonian Nephilim beast system, everything is corrupted. Everything is inverted. We are living out a false reality. You know, many of you have heard me speak about various movies that I've watched or even TV shows that I've watched that have helped describe Babylon and helped describe how things really are. You see, that's the, that's the issue is that many of us view these movies as just pure entertainment, which in a lot of cases they are. It is in a form of escapism, in a form of a distraction that they give to us. But we also need to think deeper. We also need to use our discernment on a deeper level and really look into what these, mo- these movies are telling us. 
you know, look, say for instance, the true Mincho. Many of us who are in the truth feel as if we are living in the Truman Show. We really are. I've mentioned that many times about the Truman Show. Where, it's, where in your mind, you feel like most people are in on something. They know what's going on, but they pretend that they don't. They want you to stay where you're at in the same mindset. They don't want you to wake up or to start thinking for yourself. Another movie that comes to mind is the movie 1984, a movie based on dystopia, a movie that had glimpses of hope, but very small glimpses, a movie in which love and freedom were the only signs of true hope until they were taken away. You know, these are just a few small examples of hope and a few small examples of reality and how reality really is. You see, what I've really started to understand about people, about this world, is that hope has truly become a crutch for the vast majority of people. And this is where we have to be careful in terms of hope. When something becomes a crutch, it could become a dependency. And when something becomes a dependency, it can be a real shock to our system, to our spirit, when things don't turn out the way that they want, we want them to do. That feeling of trust that we had is broken and that can change a lot of people's mindsets. That can make people shocked, honestly. Think about just the last, you know, year and a half of this fake pandemic. And I'm always going to harp on the truth because it is 100% fake. There is no virus out there at all. The only virus that is there was man-made and it's in those vaccines. You see, we have to be smarter. We have to start using common sense. We have to start using discernment. We have to start seeking wisdom, knowledge, and understanding because our people die for lack of knowledge. You see, this is where hope really drags us down. And we're gonna get deep into this. We're gonna do a deep dive into the aspects of hope. We are going to do a deep dive into how hope has been and has become a crutch for our societies, for the entire world, if you think about it. We're going to do a deep dive into how these wicked elites, these Babylonian Nephilim beasts have dangled the carrot of hope right in front of our faces, but have kept the hope out of reach. They've continued to move the goalpost they've continued to push hope further and further back under the guise of caring about you and your well-being 
we're going to view hope through the lens of righteousness and speak on the positives and the negatives about hope because there's quite a lot. I've learned a lot about myself just in the last six months alone. I feel as if every single day is flying by, every single week, every single month. It's like time has sped up. And those that know, know that time is a construction of man. It was created by man. The Most High never created time. You know why? Because the Most High gave us light and gave us dark. The Most High gave us the sunrise and the sunset. And all we really were made to do were to be fruitful and multiply and enjoy our time on this earth. Enjoy our time with family. Enjoy life. Travel. See the world. Spend time in nature. Be aligned and connected with animals and take care of them. That's all. We're supposed to share the natural resources of the earth. We weren't made to be working 40, 50, 60 hours a week. We weren't made to be struggling to pay rent or pay our mortgage. We weren't meant to pay for genetically modified organisms in our food and water that is filled with toxins and chemicals. None of that was meant for us. But yet we accept it. And we still hold out hope that things in this Babylonian system will get any better. When our captors, our abusers, have showed us time and time again that our hope is futile. You know, at this point, it is asinine to believe that anything will get better. If you believe anything will get better in America or even throughout the world, you aren't living in reality. I'm going to say that again. If you hold the beliefs and you're holding out hope that things are gonna get better in America, that mindset is asinine. If you believe that things are gonna get better throughout the world, that mindset is asinine and it's only holding you back. You see, this is what the issue is with hope. When you lean on hope as a crutch, it becomes that much more difficult to actually live in reality, to view reality for what it is. You know why? It's because hope eventually turns into cognitive dissonance. And we already know what cognitive dissonance is. We spoke on that. It's an emotional trigger. You know, that's why we see it rampant throughout our, our societies. You know, cognitive dissonance is the state of having inconsistent thoughts, beliefs, or attitudes, especially as relating to behavioral decisions and attitude change. You, so, you know, what I've noticed is that people hold on to hope because hope is also an aspect of cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance allows you to escape reality. It's as if it's a coping mechanism. Think about people 
who have been abused and continue to make excuses for their abusers and continue to go back and forth and back and forth to their abusers it's because they have a soul tie. It's because they are so you they don't they don't believe that they're worth anything. They believe that that abuser is showing them love through pain. And that's exactly how our society is predicated and built today. You know, when you look around, we have all gone through trauma. We've all been abused, bamboozled, deceived, hoodwinked, manipulated throughout these indoctrination systems. These indoctrination systems have made us, have turned us into beasts, into animals. We are basically caged animals. We aren't living life at all. And so when you continue to idolize these systems, these leaders, these quote-unquote experts, these quote-unquote prominent figures, you're just leaning on hope. And it's asinine to put your hope into a system of wickedness that has continued to prove to you time and time again that it has no intent in changing, that it isn't sorry, that it isn't going to repent, that it doesn't care about you or yours. You know, when will people start to wake up? That's my question. Because right now we are at a very interesting time in the world. The whole veil of coronavirus is very close to being lifted on the majority of the masses. The majority of the masses are already wise enough. I wouldn't even say wise enough. They're at least waking up to the fact that, hey, wait a minute. Something is off. Something's not adding up. And people are at least beginning to question it. You know, for instance, the magnet challenge. I believe that came to my attention about five, four or five weeks ago. And I had mentioned it to my woman when we were talking and I showed her videos and she had not heard of it. And she's like, wow, that is crazy. She's like, and she, she, she noticed that it came from TikTok. Like it originated, I guess some of the viral quote unquote viral videos came from TikTok. And she instantly called it out and she's like, they're going to get in front of this. And to me, I was like, you know what? I don't think they will because I had already looked at how they handled the whole shedding of the spike proteins and how they handled the whole issue with menstruation cycles, how they just seemingly brushed it under the rug or they took the terminology of shedding and used it against the unvaxxed. So in my mind, in my head, I had assumed that, wait a minute, this is not going to be a big deal to the elites, the whole magnet challenge. But she was right because it became viral on TikTok. And you know, you know, who knows if that's really what they wanted to happen anyway. You know, TikTok is a government controlled application anyway. All of them are Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, WhatsApp, Snapchat. 
all of these Reddit, all of these tools are all government created to spy on you and to understand how we think and to also push propaganda and fear mongering onto us and idolatry. And so even with the whole magnet challenge and them getting in front of it, even to this day, they're still dropping videos to try to debunk the magnet challenge in my head. I'm starting to see that things appear to be unraveling as far as this whole notion of coronavirus. Because at this point, nothing has added up. And I'm only speaking from the perspective of somebody who may not be in the truth. You already know my feelings on this whole entire system. I could care less about the system. I have no hope for Babylon. The best thing that could happen is all of these cities burn. Everything burns. And justice, righteousness, and truth prevails. And we go back to the way that we were supposed to live, the way that the Most High wanted us to live, envisioned us to live. I have no desire to live in these societies anymore. I have no, there's nothing that Babylon could give me. No salary, no job, no position, no materialism. I already know where the judgments and prophecies are leading. There's nothing that you could tempt me with or give me or trade me or offer me. There's nothing. My soul is worth any more than anything on this earth. And that's how you should feel too. Your soul is worth any more than anything that they can give you because you were made by our creator. Think about it. You didn't have to be born. You didn't have to wake up today, but you are here and you're listening. You should know that vanity and materialism isn't going to make you happy. You should know that by now. You should know by now, if you've even done a lick of thinking for yourself, that you live in a dystopia, in a false reality. A reality based on deception and manipulation. A reality that gives you false hope. I mean, think about our government, for instance. How many times do people have to hope for the best, for the best outcome? For the best candidate, for the best winner, for the best leader of the free world, right? How many times do people hope and then are let down? Think about Obama, that sodomite. Think about that awful de demon. The whole campaign was predicated off hope. Remember? Remember the signs of hope? And I wasn't, I, my eyes weren't open back then. I remember voting for Obama when I was in college. I remember being a part of the herd mentality when I was in college. Are you going to vote for the, the first black president? Like, as if, like, and to me, I didn't even really care about the fact that he was black because I'm friends with everybody. I have friends of all types of colors and nationalities. So for me, it was just like, okay. I mean, cool, but I wasn't thinking. I fell for the whole lie. I fell for the whole lie of hope that things would actually change. 
You see, that's what they get us with is because they know that there are still good people out there who really want people to be free and to live life the way that they want, to be happy and to be set, to have all of their needs met. But the reality is that that's not the case. We aren't living in a reality, a real genuine reality. And hope will only continue to destroy a person. I've seen hope destroy people and break them down further and further. Once strong, independent, free thinkers, now feeble, dependent, and brainwashed people. And this can happen very quickly. You can see somebody going, just falling from grace really quickly, depending on what they put their hope into. Like I mentioned, hope is a feeling of trust. What are you putting your trust into? Are you putting your trust into the Most High? That the Most High's got it from here? Are you putting your trust into justice, righteousness, and truth? Are you putting your trust into yourself? Because ultimately, you should be leading yourself, not another man, not another woman. Why are we putting our trust and our hope into other people? I mean, let, 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 let's be real here. Does that make any sense? Does that make any sense when we continue to see how it doesn't benefit us? When we continue to see how it's destroying us, but yet we continue to put our hope and our trust into other people who are a part of the cabal, who are a part of Babylon, who are a part of the Jesuits, who are Freemasons, who are a part of the secret societies. It's, it's asinine. At this point, it needs to be called out. And no wonder why they are selling you hope. No wonder why during Obama's presidency, he ran off the campaign of hope. Because the divide and conquer has always been here in this country. They gave you racism. They sold you racism. And a lot of the idiots fell for it. You know, when I go out, whether I go to a state park or a beach, go out in nature, whatever it may be, go for a walk, I just, I'm always observant of my surroundings. And I've used this example many times. It's when you see children playing together there's never any issue about who looks like what or whose color is this or that kids just are kids they love playing together but in this babylonian society they're going to give you deception and manipulation they're going to give you idolatry they're going to give you little movements to join like racism and sell it to you and then sell you hope of it being eradicated. They're gonna give you little movements like Black Lives Matter, which continues to push the racism anyway, but gives you the hope that, oh, if we continue to protest and burn cities and loot and riot and cry and sit on our soapbox and call every white person evil and the devil and every other race like has never gone through what we've gone through, you know, one day, 
you know, all of your hope is going to pay off, that we're here to save you. You see, that's, that's where I have a problem with hope, when it doesn't align with reality. And I really just have been sitting back and being so observant over the last six months. I've already gotten to a point of acceptance with family and friends. At this point, I'm really just focusing on preparation for myself and my loved ones, those who are willing to listen, those are who are willing to learn. It's not even about listening because most people pretend like they're listening, but they're not even, they're not listening. They're not actively listening. They're listening with the intent to reply. Most people don't actually want to learn unless it's something that's entertaining to them. That's why a lot of people don't like the truth because A, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of digging because no way is Babylon just going to make it easy for you to dig to find truth. You're going to have to sift through so many avenues. And B, most people just want to be entertained. Most people have no urgency in their life. They have no purpose. They don't even know their legacy. They become complacent. So hope is really all that most people have, if you think about it. Hope is a coping mechanism for the vast majority of the masses. And I've really started to realize that. It's with my family, with my friends, with colleagues. People are just holding on to this false sense of trust, which they call hope. And when you think about it, we've been doing this even way before the pandemic. The pandemic just put everything under a microscope. It really has. It's put everything under a microscope for truthers. Who, for those who want the truth, who seek the truth, who want wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And hope is something that has been sold to us from the beginning. From the minute we were even kicked out of the womb, doctors gave you hope. Hey, if we vaccinate your child, they're not going to catch X, Y, and Z, and they're going to be healthy. That's hope. They're selling you hope. And you're like, okay, I'm going to put this foreign substance into my child's body without even thinking about it or without even questioning it. Because my trust is stronger than my common sense or discernment. See, they sell you hope through the educational system. Just put your kid in our system, send them off to our daycares, send them off to our preschools, our kindergartens, our elementaries, our middle schools, our high schools, our colleges. Just send them, put them in our system. You know what can happen? If your child is obedient and listens exactly to what we want and ask and instruct and goes down the exact path with no deviating to the left or right, then there's a chance that your child will be successful in Babylon. See the hope that they sell you? Even when you get out, 
of the educational system. They're still selling you hope through the financial system. You know, when you get out, most people, unless you have connections in the world, because all it comes down to is who you know. Your network, your network is your net worth in America and around the world, honestly. They've been lying to you from the get-go. So when you come out, if you don't know somebody, if you don't have a connection through your parents or family friend or this, that, and the third, if you're not a part of some kind of fraternity or sorority, they're going to continue to sell you hope. Oh, well, you know, this entry-level job will pay you 30, 40K. You have no experience, but, you know, if you work hard, you can climb the ladder. Just put your head down and work hard. Just brown nose and ass kiss. And then they sell you hope and we fall for it. Oh, well, I just got to work hard for the next five to 10 years, five to 10 years. Think how much time that is you're wasting doing something most of us don't even enjoy doing, selling us hope. It's no different than it is in religion, selling you hope through various idols and demigods and deities, selling you Allah, Buddha, Muhammad, Jesus, telling you that Jesus is going to return soon, that he's going to come down in a chariot with long flowing hair like Fabio and he's going to take you up and pull you up into heaven 144,000 of you right when there's billions when they tell you there's you know not that I believe in the population they give us but then there's all these people but only a certain amount are going to make it come on people we've been sold hope our entire lives We've been giving our trust away to Babylon our entire lives, and where has it led us? What's the benefit? It is evident that hope has kept the majority of us enslaved. When you really break it down to its root, hope is what they sell us in Babylon and hope is how they keep our mind, body, and soul enslaved in Babylon. Think about it. Let's 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 really get into this. When I have spoken about the mental, spiritual, and physical shackles that make up Babylon, how we really are slaves. When you really think about it, it's all predicated on hope. We're all living through a false reality that is 100% built on hope and built on trust. Our asinine trust of people that we do not know and systems that we do not fully understand. We're told that we're not experts, so therefore we cannot have opinions. And when you really break that down, that's basically telling you that you're not wise enough or smart enough to make a decision for yourself. 
Think about that for a second. They're basically treating you like a child. You are a child in their eyes. Not only a child, but you are a caged animal. You're a guard dog. Most people are guard dogs of Babylon. And they'll bark and bark at those who buck at the system, who question. They're going to tell you, no, 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 no. You're, you're, you're not, you're not well-versed in this matter to speak on it. You don't have the experience. Let us figure it out for you. Let us do the work. Just have trust. Just, just trust us. Just hold out hope. And that's how they've kept us ensnared. That's how millions of souls have been lost to Babylon because of idolatry, because of hope, because of the coping mechanism of hope, because of the falsifi- falsification of hope. What, what is hope, really? When you really break it down, what, what has it done for you in Babylon? What has it done? I want to know what it's done. Like, I really need to figure this out because it's all I seem to see with my family and a lot of my friends. I'm not saying all of my family, all my friends. Some people are at different levels of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Some people see things, you know, people people are going to be slower than others and faster than others and vice versa. What I may see, you may not see and vice versa. So it's never a knock on somebody, but I'm just curious as to what we're hoping for right now when the elites have already shown their cards our entire lives we've already known about what they're gonna do they've already told us they've already shown us that they don't care that there's no consequences for them lying to you there's no consequences for them for them breaking our trust There's no consequences for them stomping on our truth and stomping on our hope. There's no consequences. So what are we hoping for right now? Are we really all that brainwashed or the vast majority of us that, you know, we're just going to sit around twiddling our thumbs, keep listening to our experts and our leaders telling us what to do with our lives, when to do it and to keep on holding out hope? When they keep dangling a carrot in front of you. When they are showing you that America, and not only America, but all these other developed nations and other countries are all falling right now. But yet, you still allow them to sell you hope. Instead of you looking over at the facts and being an adult and digging through the facts to help yourself, not just yourself, but your family, your children, your wife, your spouse, whatever it may be, your colleagues, your friends. But yet we don't even do that. We don't even care because we'd still rather allow the hope to keep us boxed in into this false reality that we're all living. The vast majority of us are. You see, I'm living in Babylon just like you are, just like people in my life the only difference the main difference between those who seek right justice righteousness and truth and those who love the system is that we can see reality for what it is and we don't hold out any hope for this reality 
We have zero faith. We have zero trust in the system. Therefore, we have no hope in the system. Because once I started to unlearn everything that I was taught, even though when I grew up, I knew 90% of it was BS. I knew deep down. That's why it was so hard for me to be engaged in school. That's why it was rare for my GPA to be anything higher than like a 3.0 or a 3.2, whatever it was. I think the highest I ever had was like a 3.2, maybe a 3.1. I just didn't care, man. I honestly just, it just it didn't make, it just didn't make sense to me. It didn't interest me. It didn't, didn't seem like it had any purpose. And lo and behold, it didn't. It proved itself because I didn't trust the system. I didn't trust. I didn't have any type of false optimism in the system. I, if anything, I felt like it was cre- it was destroying my creativity going through these indoctrination systems. It pushed me further and further away from my passions. It pushed me further and further away from the truth of the Most High and the truth of this world. That's really all these indoctrination systems did to me and all of us but the main difference between those who seek justice righteousness and truth and those who still have hope in the system is that we at least have taken off the mental and spiritual shackles the last shackle left is the physical shackle and that is up to the most high you see when you understand how the most high works you can go reference Isaiah chapter 45 verse 7 one of my favorite verses because it's just the truth in plain sight the most high creates light and creates darkness the most high creates good and creates evil because it's the creator and people are going to ask okay so why would the most high create evil you got to understand that The Most High gives you what your heart desires, what your soul desires, what your actions get you. There's always going to be consequences and repercussions for our actions, right? We were taught that from from when we were young, like kids. You see what I'm saying? We were taught that through from our parents. And so when we seek good we're going to be blessed with positivity we're going to be blessed with wisdom knowledge and understanding but when we sit back do nothing search for nothing couldn't care less about the system that has been designed just for the nephilim for the elites the bloodlines and then the rest of us got to fight over the crumbs the leftovers and we continue to not even question it. We continue to partake in it and hold out our hope in it. While you can go walk down the street in the average city and see how many homeless people. And it's been like this for how long? And yet, we still hold out hope that things will get better. We still have trust, blind trust. That's what I call it. I call hope in anything that's wicked, blind trust it's idolatry it's blind trust it's foolishness to have any type of hope in the system when the system has proved to us time and time again 
that it does not have our best interests at hand, that it actually wants to destroy us and defile us. But we hold out hope, huh? And that's the main difference between those who seek justice, righteousness, and truth, is that we, we've accepted it. Our hope, our trust only remains with the Most High. It only remains with the righteous men and women because the Most High, you know, you know, the thing about it is a lot of people are not going to understand it because a lot of people don't care to search for the Most High. A lot of people just don't believe, and that's fine. You know, I even have people in my life who, anytime I mention the Most High, they automatically think about religion. And I don't, I don't even try to enlighten anybody on that anymore because I already have an episode on religion is rebellion. I've said time and time again that the Most High, our Creator, has nothing to do with religion. Religion is a man-made construct. Straight up. Religion is a way, a tool of control. So people, a lot of people can't grasp that. When you mention God, they automatically want to know, okay, what religion are you? What denomination are you? Who are you a part of? Who do you speak for? Who you, you know, what, who's your pastor? Who's your church? It's like, slow your roll. You can speak on the creator and I have nothing to do with religion. And that's what people got to understand is that the most high is our creator. Unless you have hope in the education and indoctrination system that told you that you came from a, a, a ape that you came from a baboon you really believe that you, i mean come on people if you are over the age of like 14 years old you should not be believing or putting out any hope or trust into the fact that you came from a baboon and there's still baboons on this earth are you kidding me a chimpanzee huh you came from a monkey And then what, over time, over millions of years, you're arched back. You used to walk on four, four hind legs. Now, now you started to, to stand up and that arch in your back started to get straight. And all that hair on your body started to shed and you just became a person. Like, come on, people. Like, this is dumb. It's, it's dumb to sit here and say, to even go to even go look at nature and be like oh this all came up from a big bang this was all by chance this is all through evolution man this is all by chance when we know when all you have to do is just get out in nature to see that the most high is real to go view animals in habitats and nature and see how they interact. They are orderly. They do what they're meant to do. They don't stray left or right. Whatever the Most High commands nature and animals to do, they do it. If they gotta fly south, they do it. If they gotta prepare for the winter, they do it. If they have to mate, they do it. There's no, there's, there's no if ands or buts about that but we as humans as people have diverted so far away from the naturality that we are made to be that we actually put out hope and trust 
into man to tell us how we were made, as if they know. And then they lie to you, they lie to us and tell us, oh, this, this, that, and the third happened millions of years ago. How can you confirm something that happened millions of years ago? I'm 32. I can't confirm anything that happened 33 years ago, 34. I mean, all I can do is just hold out hope that the information that is presented to me is truth. How is that knowing, though? Somebody tells me something. If I haven't seen it with my own two eyes, if I haven't experienced it, how am I going to just go 100% and go run with it without even at the very least looking into it? That's because of hope. That's because of feeling of trust. We, we, we trust, we hope that these indoctrination systems haven't lied to us. And that's the big crossroad that a lot of people are at, especially during this pandemic. A lot of people are starting to wake up. They are. That's why they are pushing so much wickedness on us so fast is because they want to keep us distracted. They want to keep us separated, so to speak, so that we can't come together because two minds are greater than one, especially two minds that are righteous, two minds that actually exercise their brain. Because you can give me a room, you can give me an auditorium, Give me an auditorium of 50 people who are quote-unquote bright and have been indoctrinated. Get, yeah. 100% would go into that auditorium and I would 100% confidently be able to out-debate them. If, there's, if they're defending Babylon, if they're defending science, if they're defending all of the things that we've been lied to, all I would have to do is use common sense, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding and discernment. And none of them could give me anything new. They couldn't show me anything new. They couldn't teach me anything new that I haven't seen. But I guarantee somebody like myself or another brother or sister in the truth, we start giving you different perspectives. We start showing you different ways to think. It's going to blow your mind unless you're going to try to refuse it and use cognitive dissonance to deny what you see in front of you. Most people are going to be blown away because they've never used a different perspective. They've rarely even used their own brain. You know how many people don't even exercise their brain, let alone even exercise their body? How do you expect if we live in a country that's so obese, so just portly and lazy for them to actually use their brain? You know, when your body feels a certain way, when your body feels sluggish, you got you to gotta know that your mind is going to feel the same way too. Because they go hand in hand. You can't just be fat and out of shape and lazy and complacent and expect to have a sharp, witty mind. You see what I'm saying? It really doesn't work that way. The body goes where the mind goes. So if you're not exercising your mind, you're just you're at a disadvantage already. That's why I've spoken on the need to exercise your brain. It has to happen. You have to do it if you want to ensure that you aren't deceived. Because we're at a point right now where so many people are just taking the mark of the beast. Just taking it. Because you know why? They hold out hope. Because they have a feeling of trust with them, between them and their idols. They're abusers. 
hold out hope that, you know, as long as I listen to my abusers and my captors and my idols, that everything will just go back to normal. You know how many times we've heard go back to normal? You know how many times I've heard that from people, family, friends? I've had people in my life tell me to my face or through text or through the phone that you know they're just they're just holding out hope that things will go back to normal or they're waiting to see you know i've had people in my life tell me well i'm just gonna wait and see how this election goes and how this vaccine goes and i'm like are you kidding me right now you're gonna wait and see so therefore you're just gonna sit back and not use your brain and you're gonna be complacent and allow and wait for somebody to tell you how to live your life. I mean, I don't even know what kind of existence that is, man. It's it's disheartening when it's the people that I love and I care for and I have respect for. It's just disheartening. It's very, very disheartening. And that's how they've made us because it's a coping mechanism because you know why people say stuff like that in a lot of cases? It's because Deep down, they know that something dark and nefarious is going on, but they'd rather avoid it. It's it's too much to bear for a lot of people. The truth is too much to bear for a lot of people because a lot of people don't have courage. A lot of people are spineless. They're timid. They're feeble. They're weak-minded. And that's just the truth. I used to be like that. So that's why I can speak on it. This is in no way, shape, or form am I disparaging anyone. And that's what we need to start getting over is getting out of our feelings and our emotions and just speaking facts. We got to be so, we got to stop being so worried about offending people. We got to stop being so worried about stepping on eggshells, man. As long as you're not going out of your way to disrespect or harm somebody, man, live your life. Speak your truths be courageous be fearless but we don't have that i remember vividly about a it might have been actually a year ago now yeah i was at one of my best friend's places and there was a group of us and when i speak on my friends a lot of the people that i hang out with i've known since knee high since elementary or middle school or high school or even college and I still maintain these relationships and there's a group of us we all were at a buddy's house we all were having just a guy's night just hanging out at his place and we all hung out outside and in the shed and this was right when like COVID had kicked off like right away and from the minute COVID kicked off was the minute I knew okay we're about to start moving into the new world order. Things, thing, This is something that we've never seen before because I looked at the facts. I looked at the fact that it was obviously, they obviously were telling us that it was circulating around the world and that everybody had to react to it. So instantly I started exercising my brain and instantly I started gravitating towards more and more truth. And I remember specifically, there was a night we're all hanging out. I think there was like four of us we're all hanging out and one of my closest friends 
was talking to me about the whole pandemic and I told all of them right away I'm like this is not going to end anytime soon and and I don't know if it was all of them or one of them but I remember specifically a buddy of mine or even all of them were like what do you mean dude like this is this is this won't be too long because this was right around 15 days to slow the spread right you know maybe a little bit after or whatever after they started telling everybody to you know stay inside and only go out for essentials and essential workers are going to need to you know take precedent and this that and the third all of the lies that they kept telling us and this person was like well you know i think things will go back to normal and i'm like you think and they wanted to get my perspective i was like obviously not <laughs> this is babylon man they're lying to us right off the rip none of this makes sense none of this adds up so how are we going to sit here and say that things are going to go back to normal and i told them that the the country is falling i even told them they're like well what do we have to do i'm like well you need to get right with the most high or you're going to perish and i remember hearing the reaction they're like oh my god like cuz i was so blatantly blunt about it and flash forward a year later where are we now what what is that hope done for that person what is that hope done for our society what is that hope done for our world What is it done? I want to know what that feeling of trust that the majority of the masses have for this system has done for them. I want to know because all it gives you is calamity. All it does is lie to you and contradict itself and show its true colors and hold no accountability or responsibility and just shifts blame onto you. Yeah, you, the people. but yet we still hold out hope that we're on the right track that oh you know the vaccines are going to save the vaccines save lives when that is completely the opposite when thousands tens of thousands of people have been affected by it if not died you know how many people have died from this vac- vaccine but yet oh my god we don't know why it was might have been comorbidities or might have been they were already sick before they took the vaccine so we got to chalk it up to that or there's no evidence that the vaccine does this that and the third or oh you know only six people had issues with blood clots through the Johnson and Johnson vaccine like how stupid are we that's dumb that's really dumb This is your life, man. This is the life of your family, your friends, your children, your spouse, your neighbor. And we're still holding out hope in this system? I mean, come on, people. It's like I want to throw my hands up in the air sometimes because it's just it's 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 to my bewilderment how strong this hope is. It's just a coping mechanism for a lot of people. And a lot of people are really that delirious and not living in reality that the hope is genuine. The hope is literally genuine. that they trust man and this system so much that they believe that it has their best interest in hand and to me that's just laughable it's honestly just it's shocking because it's a detriment to you not only does that put you in danger that but it puts your loved ones in danger you know what is what is that hope done for you in your family what is that hope in these indoctrination systems done for you you know one of the most eye-opening conversations i had was recently 
you know anybody who listens to these episodes knows that i love the outdoors that i love nature and that's been one of my ways to get away especially over the last year a year ago i think in june or july i bought a state park pass a minnesota state park pass i've been to 21 state parks and counting and that doesn't even count all the parks i've been to either just normal parks even during the whole pandemic when people were locking themselves in their in their house you know rolling themselves up in saran wrap and double tripling triple masking i was going out and i was going to state parks and getting out in nature and i highly recommend that as to everybody but just recently i was at a state park and i was there solo dolo just enjoying the weather the weather was about 100 degrees that day just sitting out in the sun just soaking it all in jump you know getting in the water swimming and this gentleman he was there with his three kids and his wife and he had said he had nodded at me a few times throughout the day like we we said hello he was very polite and then at one moment i had taken off my headphones i was just hanging out taking off my headphones just kind of surveying the beach just watching kids play watching adults do their thing just people watching just having a good time and he starts talking to me and at first you know we were just chopping it up and he's like hey if you want to use my my canoe feel free to do it if you want to i'm like i appreciate it man thank you like just being polite being a cool dude and i had asked him i'm like so do you live on the lake because i could tell he was from around this area around the city like this was a very small town i had gone to i believe it was what was the name of the city again it was really anyway new london i believe it was a really small town less than like a thousand people i'm like do you live on the lake and he's like oh no man i wish he's like we live in town i'm like oh okay he's like yeah i'm not rich he's like one day and that was so for some reason such a disheartening comment to me because this guy was probably in his late 40s early 50s had three kids and he just wanted to do live his life the way he wanted to live it he wanted to live it on the lake and get out and get water and just enjoy life with his kids enjoy nature and he couldn't do it because of money and to me i always look at everything spiritually to me that was disheartening because he may not even know that he's been bamboozled this whole life that he his life has ultimately been corrupted by other people that he does not know and they dangle out the idea of hope to us through money through the, if you just work hard enough you know maybe you can have that lake house if you work hard enough you know maybe you can have this that or then third just natural things that the most high made for us you know how many lakes are in this world just here in minnesota there's more than enough room for people to be able to enjoy the things that they enjoy but yet we don't allow that in the system babylon doesn't allow that and this guy spent probably his whole life trying to work towards something and he still can't get it he may die before he can even enjoy it you know how disheartening that was for me and we chopped it up and i'm like yeah man i get it you know and we were talking about family and the importance of family i'm like yeah it's like he was talking about his three kids i'm like that's a blessing man like that's what it's about and he's like yeah i just you know they have more opportunities than i did and i'm like thinking to myself i'm like do they you know of course i'm not going to say that to him because i don't you know for me i have the discernment with people to know when to really get deep with them and when not to and this was just small conversation but that just was like a reminder to me 
that so many people have spent their whole entire life predicated off hope, predicated off the idea that someday they can have something as small as lake access. And that hope continues to be dangled in front of them for the rest of their life from the cradle to the grave. And that's sickening. Hope has continued to be a tool of deception that has been used against us in warfare. And those that know, those with eyes to see, with ears to hear, with and minds to think with, know that we've been on con- under constant attack, constant warfare from the minute we came into this earth. Because it really is as simple as good versus evil, brothers and sisters. That's how deep it is. It's how simple it is, but it's deep. It's always been good versus evil. It's always been the children of the Most High versus the Nephilim and those who hate the Most High, the nations that do. Those that have made pacts with the Nephilim, the beast. Look at movies such as They Live. It shows you exactly what we're dealing with, and that's real. They tell you that there's aliens. No, 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 no. They tell you that there's outer space. No, 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 no. They tell you that there's planets. No, 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 no. None of that. That's all a distraction and all a lie through Hollywood. Those beings are Nephilim, and they're down here on Earth living amongst us. It could be your family members. It could be your friends, your colleagues. It doesn't matter. Go watch the movie They Live to see what I'm discussing because these are the ones, these beasts are the ones that inherit the earth, that have stolen our lands, that charge it back to us, that have poisoned our foods, that have given us vaccines, that have given us abortions, that have given us government, that have given us hope. That have defiled us and have ultimately changed us. Yeah, that's, that's the real reality, brothers and sisters. And I refuse to not live in reality. I refuse to allow hope to be a coping mechanism or a crutch for me to run away from reality. Because that's really what it boils down to is a lot of people are running. That's all they're doing. They're just running. They're scared of facing reality. So therefore, they give you the cliche, well, you know, I just hope that things get back together or get back, get, get back to normal, or the world will be improved, America will be great again, you know, make America great again, build back better, all of this just stupidity. That's just so people can continue to run from reality. It's just another way that people don't have to face reality. It's through hope, through the hope that they sell you, through the hope that the system sells you. And it's a detriment. 
it makes us feeble. It makes us weak. It makes us timid. It makes us dependent. It makes us trustful. That we are trust. We are trusting in people that we don't even know. Systems that we can't even understand to guide us, to protect us, to lead us, to not harm us. You know how foolish that is. How asinine that is. How that's just detrimental to all of us who follow that way, to live that way. It's not going to do anything for you. It's not going to save you. But yet, here we are, holding out hope. You know, these indoctrination systems just zap the soul out of people. To the point where there is no wisdom, knowledge, and understanding left. There is no discernment. All that is left is idolatry and hope. That's a lot of all people have. They have idol. They have idols. They have their entertainment. You know, their movies, their sports, their bars, their nightclubs, their dating apps. You know, their shopping centers, their alcohol, their drugs, their video games, aka their escapism. They got their idols, they got their escapism, which is coping mechanisms, and then they got hope. But there's no truth, there's no justice, there's no righteousness, there's no peace of mind, there's no prosperity. And people are just content with that. They're just complacent. There's no urgency to to dig beneath the surface to actually figure out why things are the way they are. There's no urgency. You know, they'd rather argue and debate with you versus their captors and their abusers. They'd rather fight with you and defend their abusers. That's why I continue to call most people guard dogs of Babylon. What does a guard dog do? A guard dog is going to protect the home, the establishment, the system. Guard dog will even give its life. Yummy dogs will give their life for their owners. All dogs, basically. That's because we've gotten into such a mindset of hope and complacency as coping mechanisms away from reality that we really are like children. No wonder why they talk to you and tell you to wash your hands. I mean, think about that for a second. How much mockery that is. Just stand six feet apart because, you know, somehow the droplets won't be able to travel six feet. You know, five feet, they will. Four feet, three feet, two feet, one feet. No, 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 no. We can't have that. But six. Let us just give you our, our, our six because we love the number six, right? As long as you're six feet apart, as long as you're masked up and not able to fully breathe, but remember to wash your hands. Brothers and sisters, come on, man. How stupid is that? That's straight mockery. Go wash your hands. (laughs) I mean, are you serious? And you put your trust into these people. That continue to lead you astray, continue to lie to you, continue to to show you their true colors. But yet hope has continued to blind you 
from looking at reality. That's that's all it comes down to is people cannot face reality anymore. They can't. It's too intense for them. There's too many psyops going on at once. And I was just recently looking, listening to the mag, his podcast on mental health. He did an incredible job on mental health breakdown. And the mag had mentioned how a lot of the reason why people are thinking the way they are thinking oh i'm crazy this that and the third is because they're not living in reality they're not able to process things because all they're given to you in this pandemic is pandemic entertainment like the mag had said all of these psyops are pandemic entertainment because most people can't even process the whole pandemic yet they think it's real I can't even, I I honestly have stopped trying to even help people see reality in the terms of the pandemic because the people who are in my life, family, close friends, they have already known my opinion on this. I've already warned those who I love and I care for and I respect about what's happening. Certain people, you know, certain friends, not all the way, I'll be honest, certain friends that I knew that were anti-most high who love this system I, who've, who've gossiped about me or said oh he's a conspiracy theorist I'm, you know what's the point what's the point certain people are just unreachable but the ones that I have tried to reach out to it's been, it's been a tug of war with people and I've given up I've stopped trying to have people see reality and live in reality because ultimately It's up to a person to come into truth and actually accept the reality that we're actually under right now. It's up to a person to do that. You can't do that for anyone. So don't even try. Don't try to force anything on anyone. Just lead by example. That's one of the biggest lessons that I've learned. You know, because even in the past, I didn't have the greatest approach. I've learned a lot about my approach. I've learned a lot about communication. I've learned a lot about the importance of listening, letting people feel heard and validated, that their feelings are validated. You know, all the, you know, it's just things that I've learned. But we gotta remember that most people just don't want the reality destroyed. Most people don't want you to destroy their hope. They want to continue to have a feeling of trust for the system. They want that. They want the system to be okay. They want the system to survive because that's all they've known. Like that gentleman I mentioned that I met at the beach. People like that who spent their whole life being lied and deceived because I'm only 32. This gentleman had to have been 40s, 50s. Imagine finding out that you've been bamboozled deceived hoodwinked and manipulated your whole life that your reality is not what it seems that the most high the creator never made you to work to live to work and work to live that you've been poisoned through vaccines and food and water and chemicals that your government is just a is just a lie it's just a fabrication imagine somebody like that finding that out somebody like that would snap They may even take their own life or the lives of other people. They would snap. A lot of people would snap. And that's why I believe in my heart of hearts that hope has become such a strong coping mechanism for people 
is because they know deep down that if they found out the truth, if they found out that they had been lied to, that the reality that they were told their whole life isn't true, most people would just lose it. I mean, look at the movie One by One. Very low-key, hard-to-find movie, but I recommend watching it. It's a, I believe it's like a UK movie about truth, people coming into the truth of reality. And in the scene, in one of the last scenes, I'm not going to give too much away, one of the characters, he was one of the people who used to always be about the system. You know, worked a good job. His job was basically his identity, his career, you could say. Money was his god. That's all he worshipped. And at the end, he had realized, he finally came into the truth and stumbled across the truth and realized that he had been bamboozled and deceived his whole life. And the movie led you to believe that, hey, maybe this guy is going to join the side of the truthers. No, this dude snapped. He, he deep down knew that he had been lied to, but all he could do was be a guard dog of Babylon. Still, he still was defending the same system that had destroyed his whole life. And he was willing to try to harm other people who showed him the light, showed him the truth. You know how many people are going to be the same way? as that type of individual you know how many people are going to snap once they find out this whole coronavirus COVID-19 agenda was just one complete BS lie and sham to feed you the mark of the beast to push you into the new world order but by then it may already be too late I already feel in my heart of hearts that we are already under judgments at the most high we already know that the we know that the most high is in control of everything right so I truly don't have any hope in anything being changed you know you see all of these truthers online a youtube bit shoot you know odyssey brand new to whatever whatever platform they're on telling you oh all we got to do is just join together all we got to do is just you know create our own business and you know this that and the third we just need to come together we need to load up on weapons and food and you know, we need to visit, we need to protest and riot. We need to visit these these politicians, their houses and demand change as if that's as if, as if that's going to do anything. Like, come on, people. That's them holding out hope. That's even truthers not living in reality. That's even truthers using hope as a as a, a coping mechanism. You know how many truthers I've seen act like that and do that? And even the people who who support these truthers in the comments. You know how many live shows I've been on where I've just seen comments where like people are like, well, you know, if we just do this, like this might happen. It's like, no, people, this whole entire Babylonian system needs to be destroyed in order for anything to be righteous and to be just. You can't rebuild on a leaky foundation, on a foundation with holes in it. On a foundation that's not completely leveled. On a foundation that has no real support. You can't... I mean, well, come on, people. You can't build on that. You have to redo everything. And that's what they're doing. They're even telling you. They're even telling you with Build Back Better. That, hey, we have to destroy everything to build it back to the desired utopia that we want. The New World Order. They're telling you. They've already told you that they want to depopulate you. They've told you that in TED Talks. They've told you that in so many 
interviews and so many different slick ways. You just got to be able to have eyes to see with, ears to hear with, and a mind to think with, to use and have discernment. Most people don't even know what the definition of discernment is. They don't even know what it is. Most people think that wisdom, knowledge, and understanding means being an obedient slave and and memorizing lies of Babylon. That's what most people think. They think that they're educated because they went and got a degree. You know how many people that I know with degrees are some of the most idiotic, brain-dead people that I've ever met in my life? And I'm talking about people with bachelors or masters or even PhDs that are so dumb. So dumb. It's like, you could like, you can knock on their head with your your knuckles and you would just hear a hollow sound because there's nothing in there. It's like a coconut. Go try knocking on a coconut. It's going to be hollow. It's like there's nothing in people's brains anymore. It's hollow, man. It's empty. And these people will fight you and say that they're smarter than you and say that, oh, they know more than you because they've been indoctrinated. But yet they don't even know that the reality that they live in. They don't even know that their life is on the line right now. They don't even see that their country is falling. It's dissolving. They don't even see because they are holding out hope, brothers and sisters. You know, all the time they they spent in their life going to school and going to college. To most people, they're like, there's no way that this could be a lie because I've already given too much of my life. It's like, it's, you know, it was really interesting. I don't mean to get off topic, but I was on Twitter the other night because I like to go through a lot of, I like to just see where people's minds are at. I don't spend too much time on, on social media, but when I do, it's just, it's just anytime a psyop goes down or something happens, I like to at least see what's, what's going down. And so I was on Twitter and I had seen kind of a thread people were discussing something on Twitter and I had noticed in a thread that that, okay so I'm going to read the first thread and the individual had mentioned my heart is broken last night I lost my five best girlfriends of 35 plus years no longer my friends because I refused to drink the Kool-Aid get the vaccine or wear a mask I went for a bonfire. It was more like a planned intervention. I cannot believe some of the things they said. And this person was like heartbroken. And so I had seen a response to the thread. And the response said, this is probably why her friends were so cruel to her. They had too much vested to think they may have been duped. They have to keep going along or they will feel foolish. They can't stand even an inkling of that. And what she means by that is people are truly vested. You see, and that's pride. We've already spoken on pride. What does pride do for you? Pride precedes destruction. We already know that from Proverbs, right? We've already been taught that. Mosar has already instructed us about pride and what it does to us. What arrogance and our ego does to us. How we're not supposed to be wise in our own understanding. And so 
it just clicked with me. And I'm like, that is absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. People are too vested in this system, in these indoctrination systems. People are too vested through hope, through a feeling of trust that's not even real. That they have to keep going along with the narrative of even just this pandemic. You know how many contradictions you could point out about this whole entire pandemic? Now they gave you what Fauci gate in the Fauci emails. I could have told you that last year that this dude was just a character masked up. We've been telling you this. So now you all want to act kind of like shocked. You know, I can, you know, one thing that's going to be very interesting for me is to sit back and watch this whole veil be lifted. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to peep game. I'm just going to pay attention to how everybody who fought tooth and nail with those who are trying to help them are going to react because that's exactly what it is. They're too vested to think that they may have been duped. They have to keep going along with the lie or they'll feel foolish. And that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. And I had responded to the thread and I said, excellent take. I've been convinced of this factor with people. Pride will literally lead to your downfall. I'd say at least 25% of people know deep down that they've been deceived. However, their pride won't allow reality to take over. And that's exactly what it is. There's no way that they could allow reality to kick in for a lot of these people. There's just no way. It's just, it's unfortunate, man. But it's just an example of what hope does to you. Believing and having trust in people that you don't even know. Look what it does to you. What has it done for you? I can't, I mean, come on, people. Let me know if I'm missing out on anything here. Let me know if I'm missing anything. Because nothing is made. It, it doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense. According to the psychologytoday.com article entitled Seven Downsides of Hope, written by Leon F. Seltzer and published on July 25, 2018. Throughout history, hope has been viewed favorably as virtually essential to our welfare. True, many writers have invade against false hope, but it's generally been perceived as a positive, almost essential, motivating force. And in any case, it seems inextricably woven into the fabric of human nature. Take the famous line from the 18th century English poet, Alexander Pope, hope springs eternal in the human breast and far more recently writing for Blogspot, 
1024-2011, a physician in training named Isaac suggests pretty much the same thing. Though here the tone is unquestionably cynical towards the, this abiding universal tendency. I hate the word hope. It's a cruel and bitter emotion that won't leave you alone. In meditation, one is taught to let go of attachments to emotions. I can often do that with anger and grief and anxiety, but not hope. I desire it because even if I let go, it never lets go of me. Other writers as well have investigated the darker side of hope, elaborating on how it can actually ensnare you and far more than you might think. So it's of considerable practical value to explore the often unrecognized problems with such a curiously optimistic or aspirational emotion. In reviewing the literature on this most paradoxical of subjects, I've come up with no fewer than seven downsides related to hope. All of them merit scrutiny, since it's crucial to distinguish between good hope and bad. Put simply, not all hope deserves to be regarded as advantageous, an asset, and because its positive facets are more, much more publicized than its adverse ones, this post will focus on why it's a good idea to be mindful of how certain kind of hope, kinds of hope, as well as degrees of hope, can wind up defeating you. For as the acclaimed German philosopher Nietzsche admittedly overstated the case, Hope in reality is the worst of all evils because it prolongs the torments of man. It prolongs the torments of man. Exactly. Think about being in idolatry and being hopeful of these indoctrination systems your whole life and just seeing how you've been lied to. It's just prolonging your torment. Think about that. I, I would rather face the truth no matter how dark it is because then i at least have a choice <laughs> do you not understand people you at least have a choice you you now can go left or go right or go forward or go backwards but when you're just holding out blind hope like the majority of the masses are you have no path you're led you have no choice you think that you have a choice but you're being you're being forced to believe something you're not even exercising your brain you're not even thinking you're not using discernment you're not using wisdom knowledge or understanding i mean come on so let's examine the many negatives that have been linked to hope so we can better grasp that at least partial truth of nietzsche's externality of pessimism about this exponential feeling Number one, hope can be an inherently biased ideal. Overall, it's better to have a positive or optimistic bias than a stubbornly negative one. But ideally, when we make an evaluation or come to a conclusion, we ought to base our judgment on logic and rationality rather than on hope, desire, extravagant fantasies, or a relentless longing for change. If we lived in a utopia and so we're justified in believing that whatever we wanted would inevitably materialize, then we wouldn't need hope at all. But given the actual world we inhabit, we're better off avoiding as much biased hope as possible. Finally, 
if we want to succeed and feel fulfilled in life we need to temper the idealism that grants us hope with the hard on alterable facts of reality number two hope can set us up for disappointment and defeat the emotion of hope pertains to that which hasn't yet transpired so it's only natural that the more favorable our expectations of the future the greater will be our disappointment or disillusionment when these expectations aren't met or are irrecoverably crushed in this sense it's much better to consciously restrain our hope so we can also limit the hurt that a defeat failure or setback likely would engender hoping may be pleasurable but hope defeated can be quite painful consequently it's useful to keep in mind that anticipating favorable results is not without its hazards its hazards and that these risks are best reflected upon in advance hope can hamper us from adequately preparing for negative outcomes number three number three hope can hamper us from adequately preparing for negative outcomes a flexible forward-looking mindset is almost always preferably preferable to a rigidly fixed one but there are many situations in which a realistic acceptance of a possible possibly or likely negative outcome is more beneficial than clinging to a hope counter to what is quite probably if not certainly going to happen if the odds of a favorable outcome are little to none it just makes sense to moderate our perspective so that it's more in line with real life eventualities if you're definitively diagnosed with terminal cancer for example and resolve to begin making peace with your mortality accepting the fate that sooner or later awaits you you'll thereby optimize the chance of experiencing a good death You'll say your fond farewells to loved ones, express feelings that till now you've kept buried, and tie up whatever loose ends in your existence you can. Completing your days in a state of gratitude for everything life offered you, even as you reconcile yourself to what it didn't. Realistically, the only way to triumph over death is to embrace it as an intrinsic, intrinsic though terminal aspect of life. I mean, think about it. That's exactly what it is. It can hamper you for preparing for negative outcomes. And just that cancer example is true. article goes on to state compare this openness and receptivity in coming to terms with your ultimate demise to the obdurant determination to fight your fate till the bitter end as though resisting what's inescapable will assist you in bravely contesting your mortality that's simply denying your part in the human condition and that's not just grandiose it's also foolhardy
Number four, hope can be like prayer, wishing for something rather than more forcibly working toward it. Not always, but definitely sometimes, hope inhibits taking necessary or advisable action. That is, hoping or praying for something doesn't in and itself imply doing anything about it. Rather, it can keep you in a holding pattern rather than promoting you to act to achieve your hopes. And this really stands out to me because this reminds me of the average mindset of a Christian. You know, people are going to say that another man died for your sins and that was brought back to heaven and then somehow became God. You know, I don't understand what they mean by that. But in the sense, a lot of these Christians become so lazy even in the face of evil because remember somebody else died for their sins remember somebody else is doing the work for them so there's nothing that they have to forcibly work towards you know a lot of them don't even call out the evils of this earth they just accepted it right there's no work to do right they don't need to work towards anything they don't need to prepare for anything so that they can endure until the end right the author goes on to state in the article, one author suggests that even more than this, it can be understood as a kind of moral cowardice. And whether this sort of hope comes from an enduring belief in a beneficent God or from a more secular position, all too often it leads to passivity, passivity, as though if you only wish hard enough for a desired outcome, such as an affirmative stance alone will maximize its possibility. Come on now. Number five, hope can encourage you to forfeit personal power and control. Closely related to the above, passively hoping for a desired outcome can be tantamount to relinquishing any responsibility for making it happen. Resignedly, you could be giving yourself the message that you can't do anything about the situation when quite possibly you actually could. Once you give something over to an external force, then practically you're surrendering to it. So far as I could determine, this hypothesis has yet to be researched, but it's reasonable to assume that the motivation to give one's all to an upcoming challenge would be diminished by that person's looking for some ex for some deuce excuse machina to almost magically intervene on their behalf too often hope is susceptible to drift or degenerate into more wishful thinking the earth blog author cited in number four sucks succinctly characterizes such hope as a derelication of responsibility and he notes that this breach in the populace is handing over to various authorities what finally they must each take responsibility for refers 
not only to religious leaders, but also to politicians, heads of corporations, and even environmental organizations. Such a regrettable phenomenon represents for him nothing less than a mass de-relection of responsibility. And the author closes his critical piece with this wording suggesting, quote, when hope dies, action begins. Yeah, people are inactive. People are complacent. They, they feel like there's nothing they have to do. Somebody else has it figured out for them. I mean, look at the pandemic. I speak on the pandemic because it's in front of all of our faces. This is something that's worldwide. You think I enjoy talking about the pandemic? Because to me, it is so stupid to believe in this. Like, it's, it's agonizing how stupid this is. And how people that I love and I care for and I respect believe it. And fall for it. And are being led to the slaughter because of it. Number six, hope can be a tool of self-deception. False hope is a hope that has no meaningful basis in reality. It's self-deluding, and eventually it will probably end up sabotaging or defeating you. So you need to ask yourself whether what you're hoping for makes any legitimate sense, or whether it simply makes you more gullible. For when hope literally runs away with you, your ability to see things clearly and with just the right degree of skepticism is seriously undermined. Consider, for instance, hoping that you'll win the lottery, or more generally, standing up to the forces far more powerful than you with the law on their side. Such excessively aspirational hope isn't only irrational, it's also imprudent and can at times be dangerous for it can increase the risk that you'll get into more trouble than you might already be in. What is it but hope that creates our most wondrous but far-fetched fantasies? But, enjoyable as they may be, to the extent that they're over the top, it's wise to maintain them as fantasies only. Number seven, hope can set us up for hopelessness. When hope is defeated, and possibly repeatedly defeated, it's vulnerable to be replaced by hopelessness, or downright despair, which means the complete absence of hope. And once hope weakens or vanishes, it's all the harder to take action that could be effective in helping you reach your goals. On the contrary, if you proceed in your endeavors without hope, independently striving to accomplish whatever objectives you've set for yourself, you'll be taking full responsibility for your future. And regardless of whether you succeed or fail, you'll be able to attest to and maybe even congratulate yourself for all the industry, zeal, and perseverance you put into your attempts. That's finally far more affirmative than helplessly depending on providence to enable you to overcome personal obstacles. Though putting your trust and hope can be extremely tempting, diligently applying yourself to what you most care about is a much more reliable way to prosper in life. Speaking of the Greek philosophy of Stoicism, Daryl Arnold, PhD, discusses how Stoics saw inner peace as linked to eliminating hope, 
because hopes are eventually dashed. Moreover, the Stoics saw the motion of danger as originating from misplaced hopes smashing into unforeseen reality. We get mad, not at every bad thing, but at bad, unexpected things. So we should expect bad things, and then we won't be angry when things go wrong. Wisdom is reaching a state where no expected or unexpected tragedy disrupts our inner peace. So again, we do best without hope. Better that is to accept the world as unfair and then focus on what, nonetheless, might be possibly possible for you to change. To conclude, it's not bad to hope. If, that is, you hope wisely. Still, if you earnestly dedicate yourself to what you want to happen, not really trusting in hope, but self-confidently in your own tactical and prudent efforts, then hope may become redundant and even be an impediment. As already indicated, when your hopes are false or unrealistic, you can end up feeling not simply frustrated and disappointed, but also angry and resentful and possibly embittered as well. So if you wish, go ahead and hope. But do so judiciously. Judiciously, my apologies. And so shout out to this author, Leon F. Seltzer, on this article, because it before I even found it, it now confirms to me a lot of why I feel that hope is a detriment to us in this Babylonian society. When you put hope into man and hope into systems, that's exactly what's going to happen to you. You're just It's just going to blow up in your face. The author ended it completely correct. When your hopes are false or unrealistic, you can end up feeling not simply frustrated and disappointed, but also angry and resentful. Think about all the people who put their trust into Babylon, put their life into Babylon, their energy, their time, their efforts, and only to see that their efforts are barely paying off, but that yet they still hope, they still trust, they still believe, but yet it's all predicated off false and unrealistic mindsets. To have hope in this system, in Babylon, is asinine and is dangerous. So the author does a great job about breaking down all seven points, and I'll go through all seven real quick as just a reiteration. Number one, hope can be internally biased ideal. Number two, hope can set us up for disappointment and defeat. Number three, hope can hamper us from adequately preparing for negative outcomes. Number four, hope can be like prayer, wishing for something rather than more forcibly working toward it. Number five, hope can encourage you to forfeit personal power and control. Number six, hope can be a tool of self-deception. Number seven, hope can set us up for hopelessness. So I, I know a lot of you listening see where I'm coming from, even more so after this article. Because it's the truth. And like the, art, like the author has stated, I don't have any issue with hope, brothers and sisters. Because a lot of you will be like, oh, well, aren't you being hopeful about the Most High coming down and destroying Babylon and getting back to the creation? I mean, I guess you, you kind of have a point. I mean, sure. 
but that's not really a hope that's wisdom knowledge and understanding because i'm looking at the signs i'm looking at what's right in front of me i'm taking what i see with my own two eyes what i experience with my in my life in my day-to-day life and i'm measuring it up and i'm putting in that hard work i'm not complacent just like the author had stated how so many people just use hope as a way just to sit back and become complacent while they don't put in any of the work you see i put in the work i sift through and study torah i sift through and study all of the tools that i have around me i look at the world i look at history and then i come to my own conclusion through my own discernment from my own wisdom knowledge and understanding I know the Most High is real because the Most High has worked through me and my life. The Most High has completely changed my life and has has taken a lot of the calamity out of my life and replaced it with peace of mind. So I know the Most High is real. I can just go look at nature and know that the Most High is real. I can go just look at the way this at the way this world was made, how beautiful this world this was. It's not some just big bang coincidence. Come on, people. So for me. When I, I have nothing against hope, it's realistic and it's logical. And you're actually doing something in as well, not just sitting back, hoping for something that like, that's what people are doing nowadays with this pandemic. They're just sitting back and using hope as a coping mechanism instead of actually looking at the facts that are right in front of them because people don't want to face reality brothers and sisters it's it's too much for a lot of people to bear it's way too much for the average person to bear way way too much hope is really all people have because deep down a lot of us don't want to to be pushed into reality we don't want to see the world for the way that it is that's the vast majority of people that's why hope is so strong that's why hope is almost like a religion that's why you see politicians like barack obama using the stance of hope because they knew that all they had to do to do was sell the idea of hope to the people sell the idea that hey just don't worry about it we got everything taken care of for you Yes, they knew. Yes, they knew that's all they had to do with 90% of the people. You see, they don't really care about the truthers, the people who are in the truth, because they know all they need to do is have the majority of the herd walking together. The black sheep, you know, they don't really care about us too much. You know, eventually they're going to because we're waking, too many people are waking up. That's why they're using censorship and propaganda and gatekeeping so hard but ultimately the judgments have to come to pass for any type of change to happen that's why in my heart of hearts i know there's no stopping this new world order agenda it's already here the new world order is already here there's no stopping it there's no such thing as dethroning the government there's no such thing as destroying the government there's no way it'll happen in america or any other country the only way that that's that's going to happen is the most high that's the only way that that's going to happen. We can agree to disagree on that. If you want to put your hope in the man and these indoctrination systems, by all means, do whatever you want. The Most High gave you free will. Who am I to say, don't do that? I'll warn you, but I'm not going to fight tooth and nail with you. If you want to, if you got your heart set on something stupid, go ahead and do it. 
If you want to go learn a life lesson, go ahead and do it. That's all up to you. But I would rather use wisdom and look at the facts, look at the people who have created these systems for us and look at their track records. And then I can actually sit back and decide on whether I want to trust them or not, whether I want to put my hope into them. And my common sense and my discernment and my wisdom, knowledge and understanding has taught me that it would not be advisable to put any type of trust into these people, any type of hope. That hope without any action is useless and it's asinine. And a lot of people are living that way. A lot of people are went and got that jab. You know how many people I know that went and took the mark of the beast because of hope, because of a false sense of hope, because they were sold hope because they were deceived and lied to. Why is nobody talking about the fact that they said back last November that once the vaccines are here, that everything would go back to normal? Why is nobody talking about that? Now we're in the first, we're, we're in June now, early June. And they're, they've already talked about what booster shots. They've already talked about turning this into a yearly thing. They've already told you, oh, you know, there's blood, there's, there's blood clots. There's issues with the vaccine, but you know, don't worry. Just keep being hopeful that we have this under control. I mean, I just don't understand how deeply rooted hope is with some people, but I, I do understand. I'm just saying that for effect because I understand idolatry. We speak on idolatry. We get idolatry. We know what it does to people. It blinds you. It puts you under a curse. It puts you under a spell. And hope is just like idolatry. Hope is idolatry. Idolatry is hope. Because you're putting your trust into something or someone. And let's let's go over the definition of hope just to reiterate everything that we've spoken on. A feeling of expectation and desire for a certain for a certain thing to happen. A feeling of trust. Hope is an optimistic state of mind that is based on an expectation of positive outcomes with respects respect to events and circumstances in one's life or the world at large. As a verb, its definition includes expect and confidence and to cherish a desire with anticipation. And that's all people are doing make America great, believing in Trump, build back America or build back better, believing in Biden, believing in the system, believing in Fauci, believing in Bill Gates, believing in the CDC, the FDA, the WHO, da 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 all of these things. They just got their hope in all of these things. And all of these things have continued to prove to them that it's wicked, that it's doing nothing for them. But yet, we still cling on to this false hope, this feeling of trust. No matter what, people still cling on to it. You know, and let people do whatever they want to do. I'm People who are all about justice, righteousness, and truth and live by the laws, the statutes, and commandments, our hope, our trust only lies with the Most High. There's not one person on this earth in this creation that I have 100% full trust with and people will be like well how do you have family how do you have friends the way I describe that is that I couldn't even trust myself 
if my back was against a wall, if it was me versus you, am I just going to lay down and let you win? Or am I going to try to survive? So how can you trust somebody when their back is against the wall? When they may not have been put into that situation. People don't know how to react when it's a fight or flight situation. People are in my life because I trust them enough to be in my life. Those that are not in my life, they, there's a reason. So there's no way that I have full, 100% unequivocal trust in somebody who bleeds just like me, who sins just like me, who's made mistakes just like me. There's no way. And I would never want anybody to put 100% full trust into me before the Most High. I'm not an idol. I should never be idol worshipped. I should not ever be put on a soapbox. If you're listening to this podcast, listen to it and take the information that you need. The information that resonates you, take with it, learn it, use it as an experience, and then move on. But don't look to me as a savior. I'm just a man. The Most High should be where you place your trust, brothers and sisters, 100%. The Most High. Not no man. So my hope only lies with the Most High. My trust only lies with the Most High, with our Creator. The one who made me and made you, made the earth, made everything. And it's time that we stop being delusional. That we stop using hope as a coping mechanism, as a crutch. That we stop placing our hope into Babylon, into this Nephilim beast society that continues to destroy us and defile us and is leading us to the slaughter as we speak. That's what I urge people, man. That's why this this episode needed this just it was put on my spirit by the most high. You know, I'll just be living my life day to day and episode ideas just pop in my head just from living. I don't, I couldn't tell you. I mean, if people actually saw my notes, over 900 pages of notes with episodes lined up, it's like they just come to me like that. It's because I live my life and I allow the Most High to guide me. I put my trust into the Most High to guide me. And I just I just pray. I, I, I really, really want people to start using their brain and to start thinking for themselves because that's going to be the only way for you through the Most High for you to see and to, for you to see the realities of life and for you to navigate Babylon correctly. Because there is a correct way to do it, brothers and sisters. And that has everything to do with justice, righteousness, and truth. That has everything to do with the laws, the statutes, the commandments. It has everything to do with our creator, the Most High. That's the only way. That's the only where, the only area that you should put any hope or trust into. Nothing else is going to do anything for you. It's just going to deceive you and lead you astray and disappoint you. 100%. And if you haven't seen that by now, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't know what to tell you. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 22. Withdraw from man who has breath in his nostrils, for with what is he deemed worthy? I've read this script time and time again, but again, it applies because what does any system of man do for you? How is it worthy of your hope and your trust when it's continued to show you that it's it's not reliable, it's not trustworthy, and it's devious, it's nefarious. It has alternative motives. 
but yet people continue to trust it blindly. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I have strengthened you, even helped you, and even sustained you with my righteous right hand. The Most High has always been there for those who seek the Most High. And we can place our hope into the Most High because the Most High is the only thing that's constant. The Most High is the only thing that's is thorough and real and righteous all the way through. Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 22. For my people are stupid. They have not recognized me. They are foolish children and they are not discerning. They are wise at doing evil but know not how to do good. Yeah, we're wise at putting our hope into people, into systems that do nothing for us, that continue to destroy us. Yeah, that's, that's, that's where we're wise at. Psalm chapter 23, verse 4. Though I walk in the valley overshadowed by death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. That's the Most High. The Most High is with the righteous. That's all we need is the direction, guidance, and leadership of the Most High, and we will be fine, brothers and sisters. Psalm chapter 146, verse 3. Do not rely on nobles nor on a human being, for he holds no salvation. Plain and simple. I'm going to read it again. Do not rely on nobles nor on a human being, for he holds no salvation. So let me ask you, having your delusional hope in a system of man, where is that going to lead you? Is that going to give you salvation? Is that going to give you life? Or is that going to give you a false sense of reality and remove you from reality so that you continue to use the system as man as a crutch? I mean, the choice is yours, but you already know what the righteous are going to do. We're going to live in reality and we're going to face it. And our hope is only going to be in the most high. Our trust is only going to be in the most high. A warning to the wicked. May the Most High bring calamities, strife, and iniquities upon you. To those who curse me, my family, and are aiming to retaliate against me for exposing them. To those who hate the Most High and the righteous men and women along with the creation. To those who trick or mock the Most High's righteous men and women. To those who want to see me lose my career, my livelihood, my health, my finances, or even my life. May the Most High do unto you tenfold. May the Most High put a curse upon you and eradicate you and your entire family seed and lineage. May you no longer inhabit the earth. 
for the Most High speaks through me. I'm here to do the righteous work. Therefore, I will send a curse upon those who wish for my downfall. Peace and blessings to all of the righteous men and women of the Most High. Peace and blessings to all of those who have been on their own narrow path of the righteous with the Most High, and to those who are beginning on their own narrow path of the righteous with the Most High. May the Most High continue to bless you, protect you, guide you, and provide you with wisdom knowledge and understanding may your life be fulfilled and may you have peace of mind all of your days along with your family lineage all praises to the most high and the most high only shalom